Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and I've got my whole Monorail family back with me again today. Brings a tear to the eye. Let's introduce the one that was missing from last week. Chicken Nugget. Chicken Nugget. Welcome back to the show, Garrett Monorail. Where were you last week? Hanging out. Hanging out. Yeah. You should have been hanging out with us, though. I was very tired. <laughs> You, you do live quite a busy life. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> but I'm glad you're back. And uh, you didn't miss much. It was a sad show last week. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to flip the script this week. Sitting across from me is... Chairman of the podcast. Chairman. Who declared you chairman of the podcast? Um, the people. The people. So you're the people's chairman of the podcast. I'm the people's chairman of the podcast. <laughs> Are you? Does that mean you're going to start hitting people with folding metal chairs? Yes. That sounds fun. <laughs> that could be a fun addition to the show. Um, like people better start watching out. Wash their backs. Wash and their backs. Wash their backs. I said watch, and you know I did. <laughs> Every time they listen to the podcast, there's like a 50% chance that they may get hit with a Ooh, chair. You're going to sneak up behind people while they listen and just clobber them. Yeah. That's a that's a new bonus to the show. I like it. Chairman yeah. of the podcast, yeah. McKenna Monreal is People's here. People's chairman of the podcast. <laughs> and finally, Samantha Monreal. Samantha Monreal is here. I don't have time for a long introduction. <laughs> I'm busy. You need Unlike no, other people. <laughs> you need no introduction. You're just Samantha Monreal. It's true. I don't actually need one. Yeah. I agree. Your reputation proceeds you. Mm, yes. I have a quick question for you. Um, on the Forever 44 Fedora Club meeting this month, um, Nate asked if we're ever going to watch Blues Brothers because he feels like you have to. And I think he actually threatened legal action against us if we don't watch it. Bring it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'll watch it. I just don't have any interest right now. <laughs> Sorry. Blues Brothers is a good... I know you don't like musicals, but this Blues Brothers is a bit different. The original Blues Brothers, I think you would like it. I think I've seen bits and pieces. Probably. I mean, it's a classic. Yeah. So... I, I just... I don't know. Well, I want to welcome in the modern day Blues Brother right here to the show. He is the Dan Aykroyd to my Jim Belushi. No, I'm John Belushi. <laughs> I'm not according to Jim. I'm John Belushi. And it is everyone's favorite. This is the people's champion. McKenna. Well, I'm the You're the chairman. chairman. This is the people's champion. It's Landon the Dawesdone. Landon, welcome back to the monorail. Hey, everybody coming to you from the isolation station of love. Yes, Sam, you should definitely watch Blues Brothers. It is a great movie. Do not, repeat, do not watch Blues Brothers 2000. That is literally one of the worst movies <laughs> of all time. Oh, and that's not enough. hyperbole either. I did know that they came out with like a sequel. Is yeah. it the yeah. Blues Brothers in the future? 
Yeah. It's Blues Brothers in the year 2000. I guess they were sitting around thinking, huh, you know what everybody's clamoring for, you know, 30 some odd years after the fact, a Blues Brothers sequel with John Belushi dead. Yeah. They didn't even get his brother, Jim. They got they got uh, John Goodman. John Goodman's good, but he is no John Belushi. By the way, I know, Sam, you couldn't do a fun, long intro. You're busy. Uh, <laughs> I actually have the answers for your final today. Uh, one is A. Uh, two, three, and four are C. Uh, five is none of the above. And finally, six is banana. You have a six-question awesome. final? Yeah, no. Wow. This is a three-hour final, and I don't well, it think it's take multiple you choice. Questions. I mean, and one of them's banana. Come on. <laughs> I wish it was multiple choice. Then I'd at least have a, a probability of getting the right answer. The only way the answer for question six is banana is if somehow question six is a accounting question about minions. Yeah. Or fruit. <laughs> okay, technically, you do have a, it's a probability thing, even if it's not multiple choice. You just need to get like a billion monkeys and they'd eventually get all the right answers. <laughs> and that would tie in with banana. Now, I want to I enroll in the class where I get to use a billion monkeys for my final. <laughs> Question six is what do you eat? <laughs> Boom, there we go. We just cracked it wide open. Sam, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, I wanted to ask, there's two questions that come to mind, and, and we're going to get to the show, I promise, but two questions maybe. come to mind. Maybe get to the show. Number one is, when you guys take multiple choice questions, doesn't it make you feel super uneasy when there's like a run of one particular letter? Like, say mm-hmm. you get like five or six B's in a row, and you're like, that yep. can't be right. It depends yeah. on who the uh-huh. teacher is. <laughs> that always made me feel super anxious. I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I co-sign on that. How about you, Garrett? How do you feel about multiple choice questions? They're okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you take a lot of Scantron tests? Yeah. Well, do you ever, does that make you feel anxious? Like if you get a bunch of the same one in a row? Um, not really, because I never just pick the one that's been going like a lot of it. What if it's the right yeah, answer? Yeah, if it's the right, the right answer. Right no, no. If it is the right answer, I'll pick it. But I'm not going to pick it just because it was the right one. I, that's not exactly what I'm saying. I'm just saying you believe you've answered correctly for the last seven to eight questions, but they're all B. Does that you look at it and you don't go, uh oh? <laughs> oh, sometimes, yeah, but well, I know a lot of teachers like mess up and they make will this, make it the same answer. If I, I think if I were a teacher, and hopefully someday I will be. No, no, oh no. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to make a, a multiple choice test and every answer is going to be C. <laughs> See, that's why it depends on who the teacher is, because some teachers are pranksters and they'll prank you because they think it's funny. It would be and funny. And it's not funny. Or if it was just A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D, A, B, C. That would be cool. <laughs> now, that would throw me off. Like, okay, clearly I have no idea what I'm doing. I think it'd be funny to have, <laughs> have the first and last the same letter and then the rest of them a different letter, but all the same. Oh, yeah, that would not be good. <laughs> it would be fun if it was to make a picture on the scantron. Yeah, yeah just that. Christmas tree it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I know Keenan and Rachel are both teachers, right? Part of our world podcast. Shout out to them. If you guys do multiple choice tests, you've got to do This is very sinister, but it would be super fun. Every answer the same, except for one somewhere in the middle. <laughs> mm. yeah, this conversation's giving me test anxiety. I, know. I 
already have it. Thank you very much. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I already told you the answers. You're in the clear. Uh, What's the second six is question about the banana, uh, about monkey class? No, it had to do with taking bananas to the movie theater. And I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say, because I feel like it was one of our greatest achievements, McKenna. When when we went to see King Kong Skull Island in the theater, we snuck in bananas (laughs) and ate them while we watched King Kong. So people around us were smelling bananas. It was a 4D movie experience for everybody. <laughs> it would be really funny if you got caught by an employee and they 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 look in your bag and there's just a bunch of bananas. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they would have given us just the head nod of respect. Like, all right, yeah, it'd but- be even better if you were in gorilla costumes <laughs> and they look in your bag and there's a bunch of bananas in there. What are you Y'all spe- missed an opportunity. We did. No kidding. Let's get to the task at hand, and that is, of course, to talk about Walt Disney World and Walt Disney World News. By the way, this is episode 121 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Today is August the 17th, 2020, and I just want to tell you, I know last week, all the news, it was kind of a bummer. Landon said a few times that by the end of the show, he was just going to be openly sobbing into the mic. (laughs) We're not going to do that this time. It's all positive. It's all good news. We're turning the corner, guys. Sunshine, rainbows, puppies. It's all good. More Muppets. More Muppets. Muppets now. Give Mm -hmm. them now. Do it now. So first, here's what I'm going to give you. The Actors' Equity Union has reached an agreement with Walt Disney World. Yay! And they will be returning to action very, very soon. Wonderful. Does this mean, um, are the bands and stuff in Epcot part of that? What do you mean? Are you talking about the, the like the performers in World Showcase, mm-hmm. like uh, British Revolution? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if they're part of that. I thought you said this equity. was a happy podcast. <laughs> hey, that <laughs> means we, uh, we're one step closer to getting Festival of the Lion King back. Yes. So this is uh, good news. That yes. is good news. Nemo, Festival of the Lion King. Um, I wonder if this is going to impact the show we talked about last week with the orchestra playing the the songs of Beauty and the Beast, uh, Muppets, and Pixar in the Hollywood studios. Like maybe maybe they just bring Beauty and the Beast back now. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but anyway, I'm excited because this is very good. It's a step in the right direction of getting things back where they need to be. And we were talking about how the biggest gap in the agreement with the Actors, Actors Equity Union was that they wanted more testing. They wanted testing every day. For some reason, Disney wasn't okay with that. But now they are. They've reached a, a memorandum of understanding. Oh, so good, because it just doesn't make sense for them not to have testing every day. Like if that, I feel like that was a reasonable request. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there had to be something else. That can't be it. Well, in the article that I read, that was the main thing that was cited. That just doesn't testing. make sense. Um, but who knows? You know, who knows what's going on? And Disney, maybe there's some reasons why, like, is there some precedent they're trying not to set? Or I don't know. But anyway, great news. We're going to get some shows back. We're going to get live actors back. Um, I'm going to take us over to Disney Springs. A few things reopening that have been closed up till now. Maria and Enzo's. Enzo's Hideaway. Yay! And the Edison. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. Are, they're all back. As of Thursday last week, they're all reopened. Ooh, someone needs to take me to Disney Springs so I can get um, one of those hazelnut old fashions from the hideaway. Mm, yeah, the, the Enzo's Hideaway is one of those very cool, unique uh, places to go get an adult beverage on all of the Disney properties. So I'm excited to hear that's opening back up. Yeah. yeah. So as Sam mentioned, if you're a fan of the old fashioned, they have a very, a very fancy one at Enzo's Hideaway. Oh, it's so good. I think it's my favorite one on property. It's very good. Not and to, I'm, I'm oh, not a, go ahead. No, I was not to be the bummer, but what what's the uh what's the news on Shock Lindsay's hangar bar? Anything? It's open. It's open? It I didn't why didn't anyone tell me? I didn't know it's that. It's been open for a little while now. Yeah, what? it was only closed for like a week or yeah. something and then it reopened. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. But they don't even mm. they don't have the big sign up. It's it's up. It's Yeah. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> Hello, McKenna. <laughs> why didn't anyone tell me? Uh, I don't know. Was, yeah, why didn't anybody tell me Diddy was on Instagram? What the hey? <laughs> but it is it is newsworthy. I I guess it just it happened so quickly after we talked about how it wasn't open that I just didn't mention it. I don't know, but it is open. Okay, well, whatever then. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the reason they did shut it down was. I don't know. And here's the thing: if it was shut down because it was considered a bar, Enzo's Hideaway is certainly a bar. I mean, mm. I know you can get food there, but it's a restaurant. Yeah, but there's a there's a bar, but it's mainly seating. I it's mean, a restaurant, right? But I think you can eat at Jock Lindsay's. They've got food. No, there. no, Jock Lindsay's is bar food. Um, Enzo's Hideaway, they have like salad, soup, entrees, like steak. I mean, it's a restaurant. Yeah, but I mean, it has that bar. So, like, if they were closing bars, they would have to close that, too. Okay, well, then, here's a question. Will they allow seating at the bar? Is there an elevator? Mm. Nobody's allowing seating at bars right now, it seems like. I don't know if there's an elevator, McKenna. That's... I don't know what that has to do with anything. I was just asking. I wanted to ask questions. Well, stop asking questions. No, I have them. (laughs) I can tell you that Edison has an elevator, but... Um, I'm going to go to the Edison. I'm not huge on the Edison. Why? It looks cool. It looks fun. Well, I'll say this. I wasn't a fan when we went... We went to the Edison late at night. Yeah. And that was not our crowd. Well, it should have been full of light bulbs, which would have been cool. (laughs) They do happen to have light bulbs in there. Yeah, I know. It's great theming. It's the light bulbs are there. Yeah. Now, do they feature electricity as well? Absolutely. So much electricity. See, it's good. Good theming. Your opinion's invalid. The, The best theming for that place would be if the employees stole your ideas all the time. Yeah, if they Ooh. stole ideas, that'd be good. <laughs> Taking shots at Edison. That's actually my face, idea. <laughs> I came up with it. No. Yeah. I did. Who are you? Not Thomas Edison. I am Thomas Edison. <laughs> I thought you were the people's chairman of the podcast. No. Oh, okay. It's changed already. <laughs> Things move fast in the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. But anyway, good news, right? More stuff opening up. And mm-hmm. finally, in the same vein of things opening back up, Stormalong Bay at Disney's Yacht and Beach Club will reopen later this month. Oh. As of August August the 24th, Stormalong Bay will reopen once again, which is thought of by many as the best resort pool on Disney property. As the people's chairman of the podcast, oh. I've never been there been into the she's pool back. she's back <laughs> listen here thomas edison nope that's not me sorry 
I've never been to that pool either. We've been to it. We just I've never been in the pool. We haven't been in it. It's the one with the big pirate ship that has the nice water slide and it's got the sandy bottom. But doesn't the one at the Polynesian have a volcano? Yeah. So that's that seems like it's better by default. (laughs) Well, in in a fight, certainly the volcano would beat (laughs) a pirate pirate ship. ship. Pirate ships are cool too. Pirate ships could fire cannonballs all day long. It's a volcano. volcano. That's just going to make the volcano angry. Yeah, they're just going to make... I feel like... I don't know. I don't know about this one. Moana can fix it. I don't really know how it works, but I think if it's, like, really, like, ready to erupt and you shot a cannonball at it, that might upset it. Yeah, I I agree. You got to throw... you gotta you gotta make sacrifices to the volcano if you don't want it to just throw people in I there. I feel like that's gonna make the volcano I, active too. Though. I feel like no, that would make it active. That too. appeases the no, volcano. No, I don't get that one. Only if you throw gassy people into the volcano does it make it more active. <laughs> Chicken true. nuggets going in. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be just an explosion. He's a, he's a gassy guy. Ha! <laughs> uh, you can totally not, turn that around on me, Garrett. <laughs> I am not near the gassiest person here. That's, you are near the gassiest person. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Proximity-wise. Sheesh, you're so close to your dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, you mentioned we haven't been there. You're right. We we've never we've never swam. We've never swimmed. We've never swimmed. We've never swimmed in the Storm Along Bay pool, but it is one I'd like to do. But you have to be staying at the Yacht and Beach Club. You could have if it was open because you stayed there with Allison once. I did. Um, but swamed. We've never swamed. <laughs> Someday I will hope to have be swummed in the Storm Along Bay. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that just uh, broke my brain. So let's go. Let's go. All right. Now? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, that's it. Head to the plugs. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to swim. Um, hey, I wanted to mention this before we before we take a break for segment two. I was in Epcot yesterday, Oh, guys. yeah? I was. I got to go. I went buy me onesie. And I got to see the brand new prism pylons that they've added to the Epcot fountain in front oh, of Spaceship Earth. The trophy? They look beautiful. Mm. They are huge. Very tall. Because if you can picture the construction wall, it's like, what would you say? Seven foot tall? Eight no, foot tall? Probably, yeah. That eight. rhymed. I, I could step on it. You could not. I'm so tall. If the, you brought a ladder, you could probably step on it. Maybe. The pylons stretch high above the construction wall, and you can see them, like, if you're looking from under Spaceship Earth towards the entrance, you can see them, but it's much better as you're entering. You could actually, I mean, I don't recommend climbing around on planters or anything, but if you were to stand up on the planter, you could very easily get a nice shot of the of the pylons and the Spaceship Earth behind. I'm not saying I did that. I was going to say, did you stand on a planter? <laughs> Why are they there? Why are they there? Yeah, the pylons. Uh, b- well, because Spaceship Earth won the conference championship, obviously. Does it make... It, <laughs> it, <laughs> it really does look like a college football championship. <laughs> They're awesome, though. There's anything wrong with that. It right. does look really cool, but I am wondering where Epcot's going to be seated in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> does it compliment her? Oh, or yeah. does it, like... No, it's disrupt. It's great. Uh, so during the day, this it catches the sun and you get kind of the rainbow effect going through them. Um, and if you're taking a picture, like with Spaceship Earth in the background, it's very nice. At night, when with Spaceship Earth lit up, that comes through the pylons. It looks very cool. Are they? Is it gonna like kill ants? Kind of. Oh, maybe. Right. No, it's not a magnifying glass. No, okay. Well, glass. Glass is 
Glass. Glass is glass. That's that's a fact. Can we all agree? Glass is glass. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can. I even can. I'm not sun, afraid to say it. Even if the sun isn't going into a glass, you can still kill an ant with it. You just have to drop the glass on the ant. Yeah. Garrett Thanks, has a point. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to create a big mess. Well, you know, it's funny that you bring this up because we have talked about giant mirrors and magnifying glasses um, in Epcot previously frying all the little humans walking around. Yeah, because so. it's a bad idea. It is a bad idea, yeah. So let's just not do it. Yeah, it would be good not to okay, do it. Okay, let's not do it. Let's all agree to not do that. But yeah, I mean, looking at the pictures, uh, WDW Magic has some uh, pictures from Zach uh, Ridley, I believe, from his Instagram. And the one picture he has posted at night with the uh, Spaceship Earth lit up, I mean, that is one of those very pretty Disney mm-hmm. Like, it's going to end up as a wallpaper for probably myself and several other people. That's yeah. how good it was. It's awesome. It, and it looks great in person. And I can't wait till that fountain is complete. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be a great picture spot. Like, now, by the way, we haven't even really mentioned, like, they have totally removed all of those monoliths, those Leave a Legacy monoliths. They're all gone now. So the only thing that's kind of blocking your entrance as you come into Epcot and approach Spaceship Earth is just the construction walls where they're finishing up, um, building up. I think they're putting maybe a couple more planters in there that you could stand on, as well as as, as well as the fountain. And it'll be nice when all that's good and ready, because it's going to be very pretty. Very pretty to see. If you remember in the concept art, it looked like there were character topiaries in the entrance way. I wonder if they're going to do that. I don't remember. That's mm-hmm. been a while since I've seen that. And they should. How are they? they g- should make one of me. They should. How are they going to find people that are that small? Uh, as what? Char- um, characters. I don't know what. Why, what? What? In the you're pl- in me. the planters. I'm confused. The planters are very <laughs> large. They're going to put people in them? No. <laughs> character topiaries, McKenna. Like, Oh, I like, didn't hear topiaries. Uh, I only hear characters. Wow. <laughs> Just say yes and we'll move on. Okay. All right. How are they going to find people that is small? <laughs> that was very confusing. <laughs> that was confusing. I literally have no idea what's going on right now. I was confused. So let me tell you this. I tried a couple uh, food things from the food booths that I hadn't tried before, and I just want to say... The Impossible Meatball from the Earth Eats was very good. Mm. Yeah. It comes in a lentil wrap. Mm-hmm. I it, like lentils. Yeah. It's got it's got a little salad on top of it, and they put some dressing on there. But, man, it was tasty. I, I've had an Impossible Burger before. And, by the way, for those of you who are big Impossible Burger fans... Just know they're not better for you than a real burger. No, they're just they're just they're just vegetarian. That's the only advantage. Get but, a black bean burger if you want something that's a little better right. for you. Yeah, or just be- man up and eat a burger. Come on. <laughs> but but they they actually, in terms of eating something vegetarian as a meat replacement, they are the closest thing I've ever had to being like close to actual ground beef. The, the Impossible Meatball was very tasty. They got to figure out how to take the fat content down. Well, that's the, the problem. The fat content is, is what, what makes, makes it, it taste tasty. like the ground beef. But it's almost worse for you how much is in it. Yeah. See, like I said, just man up and eat a burger. Come on. Or eat a black <laughs> bean burger. Yeah. 
Black bean burgers. I are good. like them. If you're a vegetarian, then you should enjoy vegetables. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a that's a Jim Gaffigan joke. <laughs> thief. No, you're not a thief, but he does. He's got a good bit about that. He's like Thomas Edison. Yeah, <laughs> you're Hi. Thomas Edison now. <laughs> I will take that trophy. But no, he says something like, I don't want meat. I just like to drive by meat at night. <laughs> do you think meat's thinking about me? Yeah. Uh, I don't do it justice. I'm no Jim Gaffigan, no. but I am Thomas Edison. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, I'm done, by the way, with segment one. Oh, okay, cool. But we haven't talked about Anne Hathaway in a while, so I just wanted to say, I wonder how she's doing. We got to bring it back. We got to find a reason to talk about Anne Hathaway again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. No, no, no idea. <laughs> oh, my God. I know she listens to the podcast, so, Anne, let us know you're okay. It, it comes up because McKenna told me Les Mis is coming to Netflix, or is on Netflix now. Oh, and Anne Hathaway's in it. Anne Hathaway's in it. And so, shout out to Anne Hathaway. Good job. I wonder what her voice sounds like. I wonder what... <laughs> what do you think it would sound like? Uh, no clue. That's crazy. I don't even Hello, have a Hello, welcome to my cottage. <laughs> Right? I've never heard that before. Oh, okay. That sounds like an old lady. That Anne Hathaway is a young actress. Yeah, well. She has an old lady name. You have an old lady name. <laughs> I don't, actually. I mean, Anne Hathaway and I, I think I'm older than her, actually. Aww. Mm, yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take some bits. How old is Anne Hathaway? She's 30, 37. 35. I'll say 37 and a half. I'm going to say she's... I'm going to say... What would you say? I said 35. What did you say? Garrett didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I'm going to say she's 36. What do you think? Closest without going over? (laughs) I don't know. She's 37. I I didn't go over. I said 37. Oh, I thought you said... Oh, for some reason I heard 38. Crap. (laughs) No. Okay. Landon said 37 and a half. What's her actual... She was born in November. Landon's correct. Okay. Boom, there it is. Yes, I'm Price is Right of this son of a son. Oh, her and I are almost a, uh, exactly a year apart. Yeah. I knew I was a little older than her. For all of those trying to do math right now, I'm 38. Oh. <laughs> okay, thank you. I was over here. It's like, carry the one brain aneurysm. Yeah, so I wouldn't have got there. 38 special. I've decided math just isn't worth it. Oh. No, it really isn't. Uh, Speaking and if you believe of, that, might I suggest a field in the uh, in, in, in journalism? So there yeah. you go. Oh no! Political science. Oh. Don't do that either. Now, Ron. All right, let's take a little break. When we come back, it's the M three four D that you've all been waiting for. We're going to talk about Italy. Yay! Finally. Yeah. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the monorail. This is M34D. What does that stand for? My, 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 my. Three. Men in black. Uh, Hey. eh. No. M34D is the Monday morning monorail Disney deep dive with the Dawes. And still with us is, of course, Landon, the Dawes Doan, the fourth D in the Disney deep dive with the Dawes. 
Yes, that checks out. And, and normally, you know, before the world started burning, I would be right here in the fun V that is otherwise known as the humdrum V of the Monday morning monorail. It's true. Here we are. Hey, it's time to finally move along with our virtual walk through the world showcase. This has been like an a thing that has been hanging over our heads <laughs> for a long time on this podcast. I've been trying to make sure that we could get everybody on board. I wanted Kevin to be here. Kevin's not here. It's okay. We're moving on. We're doing the thing because the people demand it. And so we will now step into the Italy Pavilion. But before we do that, I wanted to just... We're, we're going to have to reset ourselves on the rankings of the pavilions. And maybe we just reset the rankings. Because I kind of feel like I've totally forgotten them, and we only ranked three of them. <laughs> I can be in charge of the rankings. With Kevin. I uh, don't trust the people's chairman to be in charge of the rankings. I am rankings. the people's chairman. I know what the people want. Do you, though? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, e- England the U- slash the UK, dead last. Then yep, Canada. No, I don't like this anyway. Then um, no one cares about France, so we throw France out. Um, what? Then Morocco, and then Japan. No. Incorrect. So maybe since we're not going to be able to agree, what if we just do our own? Okay. To each their own. I don't own. have my phone. I, I'll keep it for us. I'll keep track of it. Okay. You're well, going to keep I just track of everyone? <laughs> yeah, I'll write it down. Okay, have it's, fun. It's not that big a deal. Good. Do you have a pen? No, I have a phone. No one uses <laughs> pens anymore, McKenna. I do. Golly. Well, you have to remember a couple episodes ago, she was trying to get people to eat lead. So maybe <laughs> she thought... doesn't realize that people don't use pens anymore. <laughs> I use pens and pencils, and I think edible lead is an idea that needs it's to be explored. Are it you, is an idea. Are you from the 1600s? <laughs> Garrett is British right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when you do that. Sacre blue. Hello, governor. That's, that's not even... I know. Or Let's put another French. shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me where the medical school is? <laughs> um, okay. Here are the pavilions we've done. By the way, that's a Dumb and Dumber reference for those who don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right. Here's what we've done so far. Canada, UK, France, Morocco, Japan, and America. Oh, America. So I'm going to need rankings from each one of you. So let me open up a little notepad here. And um, McKenna, you, you, pin, you, McKenna, you seem so certain. So why don't you go first and tell me what your just, updated rankings are? Okay, fine. UK's last. That's um, going to be difficult to go backwards, but okay. But, well, okay. UK's last. Yes. Um, then America, because I forgot about him. Well, no, like second I, to last. No, okay. France. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to be oh easy. What's what's your favorite out of the ones we've covered? Japan. Japan. Okay. What's second favorite? Morocco? Yes. What's third favorite? Uh, I'll say America because of Regal Eagle. Okay. And then Canada over UK? Yes. And that leaves us with what? Is that we've done five? Um, where would you put France? <laughs> um, I guess I'll put it under Canada. Okay. Here's your list. You currently have Japan, Morocco, America, Canada, France, UK. Sure. You're comfortable with that? I'm comfortable with that. Okay. That's McKenna's list. Is anyone ready to go next, or should I? That's the people's chairman's list. I'm ready. Okay. Sam, Mm -hmm. tell me your list. Okay. Japan first. Mm -hmm. Then Morocco. Mm -hmm. Then France. Mm -hmm. 
and then Canada, mm-hmm. and then um, America, mm-hmm. and then the UK. <laughs> I feel like this is different than what you had before. Probably, but I, I think I figured it out. Okay, Landon, are you ready? Can yeah, I, I think I got it on there. Uh, number one, I'm going to go Japan. Yep. Uh, number two, I'm going to go the UK. Mm-hmm. Number three, France. Mm-hmm. Number four, Morocco. Mm-hmm. Number five, Canada. And then coming in uh, at the very end is uh, the US of A. Okay, Garrett. I put them all at one. All at one. Oh, I yeah. don't really feel different things for all of the different sections. We usually just move through them all and I go with it. You want to agree with the people's chairman? She's reaching no. out a hand. Don't shake it. You want to agree with the people's chairman? No. There's Corona on that hand. The podcast. Okay, we'll just put that. We'll put that on hold. Maybe you'll have some stronger opinions later. Uh, for, I doubt it. Well, maybe not. <laughs> I could be wrong. Uh, for me, I'll go Japan number one, Morocco next. Yep. And then I'll go America, uh, UK, France. Actually, I'm going to go Canada over France. And then that is my ranking. So mine is Japan, Morocco, America, UK, Canada, France. Okay. So that's... Now we have a baseline. We can move forward. We've reset. Onward we go into Italy. Buongiorno, mia amici. Oh, God. Hey, um, I took Italian in college. I know five words. <laughs> Carpe diem. <laughs> I took Latin, that's Latin in high school. It's correct. Okay. As you know, we, we started this journey... Talking about like day one Epcot attractions, we started with Future World, and then we were going through World Showcase because most of them were day one, except Morocco. Morocco was not. Italy was, so it opened October 1st, 1982. Let's talk quickly about what it looks like. It is a beautiful plaza inspired by the many plazas, piazzas that you might see if you were to go to Italy. It's kind of a big deal. It's pizza? like Town Square. Yes, that pizza. Was, that was a weird way of saying pizza. <laughs> You'll find pizza there, but maybe not like you would expect. But anyway, if you were to go to Italy, you were to visit it. This is like the common area of like a town. Town square. This is where people go. They have their un cafe. They have... (laughs) I'm going to keep saying Italian words. This reminds me of the common areas in Rome. um, In the ancient ancient Rome. Mm -hmm. In the ancient Rome. Latin is... Well, Rome is is in Italy. No, ancient Rome. That still <laughs> resided on the <laughs> where Italy stands today. Oh, geez, no. <clears throat> I'm just going to do a hand motion so whenever I talk, it uh, looks like I'm saying Italian. So. <laughs> yeah. You have to say something. Before the end of this, we all have to say something about Italy that we feel like is a spicy meatball. Okay. okay. I can do that. All right. That um, feels offensive. <laughs> <laughs> the architecture in the Italy Pavilion is similar to some of the other pavilions we've talked about where they draw from many different regions of the country. So it's not just like Paris is mostly like, I mean, when you go to France, it's mostly Paris in that pavilion. Yeah. That one is kind of one note. Morocco, I think, is mostly just kind of like it's supposed to be one city. But the rest of them are kind of inspired by many places uh, from the country. And this one is no different. So the buildings should give you feelings of uh, Venice, Florence, and Rome. They need naked statues everywhere. No. That feels very Italian to me. Well, you know, they've got that uh, fountain in the back with Neptune, and he's barely covered up. Yeah. So it does have that. There are kids walking around. They're not going to put naked statues. It's art. Kids will learn. It is art. You know, know, people (laughs) need to stop being prudes. 
I'm over it. Over. One time when I was outside of the Italy, like just outside of the Italy pavilion, I had pizza and <laughs> I was I was eating it and the seagull came up to me and it was just <laughs> standing in front of me staring at the pizza and it kept inching closer and closer. It was standing on the table. It was with on you. the table, yeah. Is this seagull naked? I'm just <laughs> I'm saying what I think about Italy is the spicy meatball. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Very good. That was outside. That was just (laughs) that was on the lagoon side, um, near the little pop-up Italy. It was a food and wine booth. It was an Italian seagull, and it was an Italian seagull (laughs) from Italy. You could tell. You could tell that it was Italian. He had it really rude and staring me right in the eyes. He had a beret on. Didn't that Is make that it more French? French? Oh, yeah. What am I trying to think of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Cigar from Italia, but I have France. Oh, wee oh. wee. Oh, oui, oui. What am I talking about? He had a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. We're going to have to apologize to Italy at the end of this, I think. Mario I think, and I think Luigi. we need to do it now, as a matter of fact. It, Italy, we're so. I don't think Mario and Luigi are acceptable cultural representatives of Italy. My but they apology. have puffy mustaches. Hey, my apology for Italy at the end of this is going to be a spicy meatball. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, I'm going to talk about the bell tower. There's a large bell tower near the front of the pavilion that you'll see as you walk up. And it is supposed to represent, it's a recreation, actually, of St. Mark's Capanile Bell Tower. And it's awesome. Uh, the Bell Tower does the nice forced, forced perspective thing of looking like it's much taller than it is. I actually find, you know, we, we talk about the picture spots in these pavilions, commonly photographed areas. Like in Japan, of course, you got to take a picture of Spaceship Earth underneath the Tory Gate. I actually like walking kind of back into the Italy pavilion, looking towards Spaceship Earth and like through the plaza and getting the bell tower and Spaceship Earth. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good picture. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen it, I'm sure. Maybe. We also have some columns of San Marco and San Teodoro. Those like are up near the front as well. They've got statues on top of them. All of these things inspired by like actual things that you could see. In Italy, the Neptune fountain we mentioned, inspired by Trevi, the Trevi fountain in Rome, and uh, the El Bel Cristallo shop is meant to represent the Sistine Chapel. They've so they got have that Cologne. Well. They do have Cologne. They have wine that they sell, Italian <laughs> wine. Um, you can get shots of limoncello. You can get shots yeah, of limoncello. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have actually. They sell um, some things that are unique to the pavilion. Are the the boozy popsicles? Yeah, and they're delicious. That you can mm-hmm. get in there. Let's talk about the the food and drink while we're on it. So you can go to a couple of different restaurants in the Italy Pavilion. They've got Via Napoli, which has wood fired pizza back there, and a lot of people say it's like some of the best pizza that you can get in Walt Disney World. It's pretty good. I don't know. I don't think I have enough experience with pizza in Walt Disney World to say, like, to do a comparative statement. But it's good. I enjoyed it. I I like interesting pizzas, and I think the one that we had had prosciutto on it. Mm-hmm. If I could give them a little tip, put some fruit on that, too. It would be delicious. <laughs> there are people who are going to be really mad at you for saying That's that. That's true. No, not pineapple. I'm allergic. But pear on pizza is good. It is surprisingly good. And cantaloupe would be delicious, too, I bet. Also, I, I 
would be remiss if I didn't mention. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I couldn't move on without mentioning that we actually ate at Via Napoli with Nick and his family. Our former Walt Disney World travel agent extraordinaire, Nick Salcedo. We did. We ate there with his family. And, and it was that, awesome. It was very, very good. Yeah. If you're interested in something a little different, like maybe some more traditional type, you know, you've got your lasagnas, your pasta dishes, your, you know, what what have you. Your calamari. Fettuccine. You, fettuccine. You can go Linguini. on over. Go on over Look to... At all the Ital- Sorry. <laughs> Look at all the Italian words I know. Yeah. Go on over to, to Tutto Italia, which is the Italian restaurant that... And it actually has a wine cellar attached called Tutto Gusto. Mm-hmm. And both of those are very good places to stop for food and a beverage. Tutto Gusto is where we have tried the espresso martini. Yeah. Right now they won't let you get it, though, because you have to go in to eat um, yeah. They don't have the cellar open. Yeah, you for can't just go to Tutto take Gusto. out drinks. It's true, mm-hmm. but that but that truly is like a bar bar. Yeah, but but they still could give you to go drinks. They could, I guess. But, I they, would, but they're not. I would take a to go drink now. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this pavilion, as it looks today, is really how it looked. In the original design and concept for the Italy Pavilion, there are some things that uh, were canceled uh, when they started to build on the Italy Pavilion. And there was supposed to potentially be a gondola dark ride and a Roman ruins walkthrough, Hmm. both of which would have been amazing. Why didn't they? Budget, I'm sure. Budget budget and timing. Mm -hmm. It seems like especially, it seems every country in the world showcase it, when initially pitched they had some sort of ride or or attraction that ended up on the cutting block so yeah. I, I, would, yeah. I would imagine it all comes down to finance i wonder if in the original idea like each pavilion would have had a some sort of a ride or some sort of an attraction attached to it it, it kind of seemed because we talked about you know in france I, there was or not france uh, morocco um, I, there was supposed to be something there. Japan, for sure, they were supposed to have the uh, the, the, the bullet train coaster. Yeah. yeah, I know. You got a moment of silence for the Godzilla coaster that we Man, didn't get. That would have been cool. It would have been really cool. But um, yeah, the, the only thing that's really changed in the Italy Pavilion is the restaurants changed out a few times. And in uh, 2010, the Patina Restaurant Group took over Via Napoli, and that's when it became what it what it is today. Um, but it had kind of like changed out a few times. Over the years, uh, but I believe Via Napoli is going to be sticking around. It's good. It What's good. the other one called again? Tutto Italia. That one, um, the Tutto Italia. The um, servers and everyone's—they're pretty nice. Um, but their manager that I've met a couple times—he's a grumpy guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> he someone get this guy a pizza. <laughs> He needs a. He needs one of those espresso martinis. No kidding. He's Looking at the menu, um, this place looks good. Oh yeah, yeah. Lots of good options for sure. I wanted to say one thing about Via Napoli before I just skip over it. They have three wood bur- burning ovens, and they pay tribute to the three active volcanoes in Italy: Etna, Vesuvio, and Stromboli. There are three active hmm. volcanoes in Italy. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. The things you learn on M34D. Why and do you think the meatballs there are so spicy? <laughs> <laughs> well, each one of the ovens is sculpted in the shape of the face of the god that their corresponding volcano is named after. Hmm. It's pretty cool, right? It's pretty nifty. Yeah. Can I steal them? 
I mean borrow. Can I borrow them? <laughs> no. No. There is a long communal table in the center of the room that was actually built in Florence. That's pretty neat. I, I just love, with, with all of these, one of the through lines for the uh, World Showcase Pavilions is just the authenticity that goes in, the thought of the design and architecture. You know that this was like, all of these things were lovingly designed. And by the way, how amazing would it have been to be like the Imagineers that got to go on the research trips? To Italy? Well, oh to all God. these countries. Wow. No kidding. <laughs> I want to go... Yeah, no. There's no ride though, no movie. This is a stop for for food, drink, and entertainment. Formerly, there was a juggler named Sergio who would perform in the pavilion. Right now, he's not performing. Hopefully, he'll come back because I know that was a popular thing for people. Yeah. But um, the clown school's in France, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's okay. right. Okay. I think there's a clown school in France. You want to go? No, I was just thinking about clowns. <laughs> as, you know, as you do. <laughs> I don't think you need school to be a clown. Oh, haha! Ha. I'm not even trying to be a clown. Boom, uh. roasted. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the last thing I want to say about the pavilion is, you know, it expands out onto the World Showcase Promenade. And if you walk out onto the patio, which, by the way, is a wonderful place to watch <clears throat> Epcot forever, I guess, or Harmonious, hey, formerly Illuminations. We don't know if Harmonious is going to be good. We don't know, but it's something you could watch potentially someday. They've got some, like, you actually have to go up and down some stairs and over some canals because they actually have a little gondola, like a little gondola you might yep. see in Venice. And then if you go on the actual lagoon side, they have all these poles sticking up out of the water and there's yep. a couple gondolas over there too. It so, kind of makes me think of Kung Fu Panda or something. Where you why? Because you could get on <laughs> top of those little pylon or whatever, those wood things. Uh -huh. And do ninja moves. Wouldn't it make you think more of Karate Kid? Because that's where the iconic scene of him standing on, like, Yeah, doing wooden... the flamingo kick. Nope. Kung Fu Panda. Okay. <laughs> Both scream Italy, by the way. <laughs> I know. So Italian. <laughs> Those movies, I gotta tell you, spicy meatballs. I agree with there that. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Any other thoughts on Italy, my friends? How do you feel? Like, do you always like to stop in Italy when we're walking around World Showcase? I would if I could get that espresso martini. What would you say about the espresso martini? It's delicious. How would you describe it? <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Although... Molto bene. Oh, is there an Italian phrase that you would use to describe the espresso martini? Very good. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're failing at the challenge. I think we know what you're getting at. You just really want us to say, that is a delicious martini. How'd you know? Yeah. <laughs> Refreshing, delicious. Now, it is a fun little area to walk through. Um, and I like their drinks and popsicles. Right now, you can... Oh, by the way, yesterday, the fountain was not operating. They had it turned off. And uh, I'm guessing it's because they don't want people gathering up in front of it. Drinking. But when, but when McKenna and I were there last time, we got our picture in front of it. It was running, and nobody was really in front of it. The thing about it is, I'll tell you this, more people gather up on that fountain in France and sit all around it, and they're not really bothering to space out, and they were doing that yesterday. So if you're going to turn off a fountain, turn that one off, buddy. That's what I say. Who am I talking to? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Bob Chapik. Oh, there you go. Yep, Bobby Chaps. Yeah, it's his fault. So, all right. You guys want to um, put these on the list then? 
put Italy in our, in our world showcase list? Sure. All right. Throw Italy above France for me, please. So under Canada, above France. No, put it above Canada. Above Canada? Yeah. Oh, Canada. I love Canada, but... Who's next? I'll take it. I'll, I'll go above Canada as well. So yours will be Japan, Morocco, France, Italy, Canada. Yes. My, I will put it at one with all the others. Fair. That's easy. <laughs> That's easy for me to do, Garrett. Landon? Uh, I'm going to slot it in at number four, just under France and above Morocco. Okay. And then I will place it... Would I rather go to Canada or Italy? I'm thinking I would rather go to Canada. Really? I'm going to put it I'm going to put it under Canada for me. Okay, so my list is now Japan, Morocco, America, by the way, fully on the the power of Regal Eagle at number 3. Um, UK, Canada, Italy, France. I feel comfortable with that. I'll tell you this. I like the look of France. I don't really like walking back in France. I, I get do. that they I get that they have that pastry shop back mm-hmm. there. I get that, but I don't like how tight it is once you walk back there. I don't like the Beauty and the Beast sing along. No. Um, the but, o- I like I know Garrett loves the crepes. For me, France is a pass through most of the time. I agree. I just want to go and try to see if I can see any of the Ratatouille ride, and then I'm out. See, when Ratatouille opens, it may change it. But when Ratatouille opens, it's definitely going to change it. For now. I like all of the food back there. I like the snacky stuff that you can get. And it's not heavy. Or you could go heavy if you want to. Pastries are pretty heavy. Uh, Not when you're sharing. Who's Sharon? Who who is Sharon? (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to World Showcase with some Sharon? Sorry. Sharing. You're dissing Sharon. She must eat a lot. Like, not <laughs> when you're sharing. <laughs> Sorry, Sharon. Sharon eats up all the pastries. Poor Sharon. Sorry to Sharon. Sharon's the new Karen. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Sorry my accent came through. <laughs> you can't. I want to try some of this wood fire pizza just looking at the menu now. Yeah, man. Mm. Uh, it's good. Put it on the list. We're going to make Italy. I, I guess we've done that pretty much with every pavilion we've talked about with you so far, Landon. We're like, we're going to take you there and we're going to uh-huh, yeah. we're going to eat this thing and do this. <laughs> I look forward to us being able to do that in 2023. Right. Yeah. It'll be nice. So now the question is, we need to hear from you. Where would you rank no. these World Showcase pavilions, my friends? Where would you put France? Where would you put Italy? I'm curious to know what people, because especially these the pavilions that are more like just food and drink based. Mm-hmm. Are they more pass through? Do you just stop and get a drink? We'll find out. I'm the people next time. chairman of the podcast, so I feel like I know what people want. You've Dude. clearly proven you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I, I always get a drink at Italy. Always alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> McKenna doesn't know what people want, but she knows what they need. They need a shot from a steel chair to the back of the head. No. What? Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you're the people. Oh, chairman. my God. Hashtag everything is wrestling. I Shout thought, out Frank Cardillo. I thought you meant like people sit down and I shoot them in the head. <laughs> I was like. I'm, yes. That's I, what yeah, I'm saying. I will hit nope. people with chairs, but I'm not. I will not shoot anyone. <laughs> that is too I'm, far. I'm that, glad we figured out where your line that is. That is too far. That's too far, <laughs> man. I agree. I just want to say that I pulled up the menu for Via Napoli, and there the prosciutto did have cantaloupe on the pizza. Ah, <laughs> they took your wow! That was fast. 
That's the fastest Disney has ever listened to us. No. I'm saying I forgot. It's good. I remember it being good. That's why I want a cantaloupe on my pizza. <laughs> you knew okay, it was anyways. a good idea. Shut up. This is just like the time that I invented the tankless water heater. You know what? The show's over. <laughs> all right well that's gonna wrap it up for m34d today landon we're gonna let you do your plugs right now so tell people where they can find landon the dawes don on the internet L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me, Landon Doan, I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. So you can follow me 280 characters at a time on Twitter, also on the website, buttmunchchips.com, buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. Now that is the spicy meatball. Uh, you can also uh, download the Near Fall Radio podcast that's available in the iTunes store. Uh, also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 987. Dot com streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday, and uh, available in the iHeartRadio app and the News Talk 987 app as well. Nice. Landon, at some point, I'm going to have to have Frank reschedule the Forever 44 Fedora Club meeting to a Friday because we got to have you on there. Just so you know, it's become a thing where one of the participants each time has to overdrink. That's, oh well, well, boom! That's 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 my wheelhouse right there. That's and a plus, new. Since I am the crown prince or whatever yeah. of this forever forty four fedora club that Frank always schedules on a night where he knows I have to go to work. It's almost like Frank is ducking me. I think he is because he knows you're going to bring the heat. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm pushing for it right now, Frank. You got to make the next one on a Friday, especially if we're talking Back to the Future too, because I know Landon's going to want to be mm. there for that. And also, it would get me out of being the one who has to overdrink next time. So, come on. Let's do it. Let's do oh, the you thing. Can, you can overdrink with me, too, buddy. It'll be fun. No, it's just one person each time because it's <laughs> hilarious. <Team> effort. <laughs> it's, it's much funnier when only one person is slobbery drunk talking, <laughs> trying to be very serious as we do these dissections of movies. <laughs> it's well, very, yeah, I can, I can definitely fill that void. Yeah, it's fun. It was Nate this last time. Nate Hardy was a champ. He made three drinks for himself before the show. Wow, he so so he was pre gaming, and then I'm assuming he continued to drink throughout uh, the show. The, the, he finished the three in like the first, I think, forty minutes. It was great. <laughs> Nate, Nate kind of strikes me as a lightweight, so that's fun. Oh, I don't think he is though. I don't think he is. And uh, not he, a knock on Nate, by the way. Nate, you're a good guy. I just he think is a good you're, guy. You're, you're somewhat of a lightweight. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> I'll tell you that this is not for the faint of heart. But join that Forever Forty Four Club, by the way. We're having a great time, and we're we're definitely doing the thing. Once a month, bring your fedoras, show up to the club, bring a drink. Garrett, bring a drink, okay? I, I will do. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're going to take a break. When we come back, I've got a special segment three for you all, so please don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the monorail. Justin Monorail here, solo this time. I'm going to wrap up today's show in kind of an old school way, a little bit of a throwback, if you will, by reaching out and shouting out to some of our podcast companions out there in the Monday Morning Monorail family. You know, there are a lot of creators that put a lot of time and effort and energy 
tears, blood, sweat, everything you can imagine into creating content for free for you to consume on a weekly, sometimes bi-weekly, sometimes daily basis. And sometimes that can get lost in the noise. And what I want to do is just give a little bit of a signal boost to some of our friends out there that I think you should be checking out. If you're not already listening to these podcasts, I believe that you should be. Add them to your favorites list. If we had kind of a podcasting just network of friends, all of these people would be in it. And I think it's worth your time. So we're going to start with, of course, the Dillos, the OG, some of our original podcast guests, Frank and Jen from Theme Park Thursday with Dillos Diz. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Jen. Together, we are the sibling duo behind Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. A salute to all theme parks, but mostly Walt Disney World. Or two Disney kids growing old. But never as old as you. Old. Each week, we explore the nostalgia, the tradition, the magic, and the memories through a thousand points of improvised dialogue. And one thousand tangents. Uh, what kind of tangents? Hallmark movies. True. Beverly Hills 90210. Right. Saved by the Bell. Uh, Home Alone. And anything before the year 1992. Hey, the year I graduated high school. Old. It's Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Google Play, and more. Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz on the Improviser's Guide Network. The number you have dialed has been changed. That was Jen and Frank themselves telling you all about their podcast. They are a fantastic sibling duo. In my opinion, the number one sibling duo podcast with Disney content released on Thursdays every week. I mean, you know, they're up there. They've got to be up there in that category for sure. Check them out. They're awesome. They're wonderful people and they do a great show. Recently, they've had an amazing run of interviews. They've been bringing on a lot of very special guests Their most recent episode had Tony Robinette, who is an actor. You may have seen him in lots of different things, but he also used to be a citizen of Hollywood. Lots of fun stories. A. Ali Flores also makes an appearance on the show. It was very fun. In the past, I'm just going to say a couple weeks ago, I actually was a guest host uh, interviewing Craig Sheeman uh, of Muppets fame. And uh, that was a really fun interview, too. So if you're a fan of the Muppets, you might want to go check that one out. But They've been doing such amazing work, getting all kinds of great interviews, a star-studded list, so go check out that show. Next up for a shout-out, Keenan and Rachel from Part of Our World Podcast. Hi, I'm Keenan, And I'm Rachel. And every other week on the Part of Our World Podcast, we dive into an assortment of Disney topics. Yeah, but there's so many Disney podcasts. Why should anyone listen to ours? You mean instead of just telling them how we do top five lists of characters we love or most emotional songs park tips and such yeah what makes part of our world probably my charming personality well that's definitely out you're right it's probably your photographic memory of the most obscure disney references yeah where my team pup and suds fans at huh from brink uh the rollerblading movie okay Well, in all seriousness, Part of Our World is just an entertaining, topic-driven Disney podcast with two hosts who just love all things Disney. 
Though, to be fair, I'm more of the parks expert, and you're master of the movies and music. The best of both worlds. So why not make us a part of your world? Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, really all podcast apps. And of course, at partofourworld.podbean.com. See you real soon! Yes, that's right. Keenan and Rachel, Part of Our World podcast, a wonderful couple with a very cute little son that they're raising up in the Disney spirit, of course. But they just recently came down to Walt Disney World and experienced what it was like to come from out of state and stay on property and visit the parks under the social distancing, the new the new normal in the parks. They've been doing uh, some trip reports. You might want to check that out. So go check them out on all the podcast distributors, part of our world podcast. They do a lot more um, outside of the parks kind of stuff as well. They recently did a fantasy draft where they placed Disney characters in the roles of the Hamilton characters. So go check that out. Lots of fun stuff. Great show. Keenan and Rachel, again, great people. Moving right along, Jeremy and Rhonda from Main Street Magic. What's up, Monday morning monorail listeners? This is Jeremy Stein from the Main Street Magic Podcast and the Diz Dudes, all part of the Capture the Magic Network. Our semi-local family's been visiting Walt Disney World for over 45 consecutive months, all with on-property stays, so we have seen, ate, rode, and done a whole lot that there is to offer. And as a network, we provide informative, realistic, unbiased, and what we all consider hilarious podcasts to help serve the Disney community for both veterans and rookies, including rumors and news around the parks, trip tips, discussions about rides, shows, food, and a whole lot more. You want to check us out? Just visit ctmpodcast.com for all of our shows. See you all real soon. That was Jeremy himself telling you all about Main Street Magic and the broader Capture the Magic Network. They are awesome. Jeremy and Rhonda, great friends. We've had a lot of fun hanging out with them in the parks and getting to know them over the last year or so. We've been on their show. They've been on ours. I highly recommend you check it out. They've got resort reviews, dining reviews. They talk about what it's like in the parks. They've actually also recently expanded as part of their network, and now they're doing a universal show as well. So lots to offer. I think through the Capture the Magic Network, they've got a show coming out every single day of the week. So you can check them out and really get into it and immerse yourself in in Disney and, and just theme parks in general. Most recently, they did a resort review of Boulder Ridge Villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. And I feel like they give really honest opinions. They're, they tend to be positive people. They do highlight you know shortcomings when they need to. But they're just not going to be overly negative because, I mean, what's the point in doing that? But I feel like they're honest. They're positive. They give you all of the reasons why you might want to try out a resort, try out a restaurant, or, you know, maybe some recommendations otherwise. So definitely check out Jeremy and Rhonda Main Street Magic. Next up, we have Adam from the Mouse and More podcast. Hey, Monday morning monorail podcast. This is Adam from the Mouse and More podcast. Thanks, guys, for Letting me have a quick shout-out. We are located on iTunes, Podbean, wherever you might get your podcasts. We usually post a new show Tuesdays, sometimes Thursdays. If you like Disney and you like the Monorail family, you might like us. I hope so. Hey, check us out. Love the Monorail family and the pod. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Adam. You're awesome. Of course, Adam is a main attraction of our Tuesday night Parks and Monorail's Most Magical Hour Live, 
we have this hashtag we like to say hashtag waiting for adam which basically means it's supposed to be an hour but the show goes over an hour and our reasoning we're always waiting for adam but he calls in every week always brings a lot to the discussion definitely check out the mouse and more all tuesdays sometimes thursdays most recently, they've been talking about, um, on a recent episode, they talked about Disney pre-shutdown and post-shutdown and what it's like in the new COVID era. They talked about the best thing they ever ate at Disney. They do trip reports. And what's the best table with a view at Disney is their most recent episode. So if you're interested in dining with an interesting view, definitely check out their show. Adam's awesome. Love Adam. Such a good guy. Wonderful part of the, of the Monorail family. And we love to, we're, we're happy to give you a shout out, Adam, always. So glad we got to do that. We're going to wrap it up now with our final shout out of the day. And I just feel like it's a curtain call because I like to call the Hyperion Adventures podcast the first punch of the one-two punch of Disney podcasts that start your week. Tom and Michelle, what can I say about them? They are amazing. They have such wonderful, positive energy. When you listen to their show, it just makes you smile. They bring lots of facts, lots of information. Lots. Of, they, they always have fun topics. They love doing their top five lists that are always more than five. Uh, maybe it's like 5A, 5B, 5C. Michelle likes to put on a lot of different hats on the show. Sometimes she's a game show host. Sometimes she's a historian. She always has the best tips. And that's one thing you're always going to get from the Hyperion Adventures podcast is some tips that will help you the next time you travel to Disneyland or Walt Disney World. They are based in California, so sometimes they've got more, well, always they've got more information on Disneyland than what we have. So it's a nice balance. They bring that West Coast flavor and we've got the East Coast edge over here, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm going to play their promo now and then I'll probably say more nice things about them. The Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Everything Disney for every fan. Hey, Disney fans. I'm Tom. And I'm Michelle. We're a couple of giant bi-coastal Disney fans. That's right. I grew up with the Walt Disney World Resort. And I grew up with the Disneyland Resort. Yep. We met, fell in love, and joined our Disney-loving families. That's right. And each week, we share that love with all of you. Whether it's about the Walt Disney World Resort. Or the Disneyland Resort. We have a lot of fun and bring you news, tips, and strategies to help you on your next Disney vacation. Yep, Disney Cruise Line, Run Disney, and Disney Vacation Club as well. And don't forget about all the Disney movies. We'll spend some real quality time together. Pixar. Go Infinity. And beyond. Marvel. We're in the end game now. Star Wars. Force is strong. We love it all. There's only one thing we love more than all of that. What's that, sweetie? Sharing every bit of it with each one of you. Oh, yeah. So check out the Hyperion Adventures podcast, Everything Disney for Every Fan. Find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Love you. Love you. Love Love Disney. Disney. Ah, Tom and Michelle. What can you say about them? Wonderful people, fantastic members of the Monorail family. By the way, all of these people I've mentioned, all members of the Monorail family, whether they want to be or not. And we certainly love them. We've been on their show. They've been on ours. I think it's true with all the people that we've done a shout out for, for sure. Um, And well, except for Adam, we've never been on the mouse and more. Maybe we're not invited, (laughs) but Tom, Michelle, um, just, fantastic show that they bring a high level of energy and so much fun. You, you can't help, but 
not get some of that enthusiasm when you listen to the show. And I just feel grateful that we can call them friends and podcasting colleagues and part of the monorail family. So please check them out. Now, this is something that we kind of used to do early on in the show was we used segment three to be more of our kind of reaching out socially. Um, if you had questions for us, we would do that here. We would give shout outs to people who've been interacting with us on Twitter. I'm going to try to get back to more of that because I feel like one of the things about this show was we always envisioned it being very interactive and being very in- into integrated into our uh, social media and our friends that like to um, talk to us all throughout the week, all about the Disney stuff. So I'm going to try to do a little more of that. That in mind, I am asking you all to send in whatever questions, comments, suggestions you might have for the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Please send them to us. You can do that on our Twitter, at Morning Monorail. You can send us emails, mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can always call our voicemail. The number is at the end of the show. If you listen to the outro, you can get the phone number. Um, I would tell you now, but I think I might not say it right. So I'm just going to let the outro do it for me. But... Seriously, like I, I like this to be a very interactive part of the show, and and I, I love playing voicemails when you guys do that. I love reading emails. I love you know um, being able to just make you part of this show. So let's get back to it. Let's get back to where we started, and you know just re-embrace those fundamentals of what started the Monday Morning Monorail podcast, and and maybe some of the reasons you guys started listening to begin with. So that's what we're gonna do. Today, I wanted to shout out the podcast that I've mentioned here previously, because I do feel like all of these podcasts put out great content, great Disney-based content. You're going to get entertainment. You're going to get information for your next trips. You're going to get facts. You're going to get history. You're going to have fun listening to all of them. And I said it before, but it takes a lot of energy and effort and time to create this kind of content for you all. You know... Whether you talk about the pre-planning, some do more than others, maybe. I put a lot of effort into the pre-planning. I know a lot of people do. There's the recording. There's the editing and post-production that comes with it. Not to mention all of the, the work you do, just the kind of the street team work you do throughout the week, trying to get people to listen, trying to interact, trying to get your your visibility up. And I don't know that people appreciate um, how much time and effort And emotion goes into a lot of this stuff. And I think all of us have our highs and lows where sometimes we feel things are going really well. We're really motivated. We're very, we're in like that creative zone where we have all these great ideas for shows and we just can't chomping at the bit. We want to release multiple shows, you know, throughout a week. And then there are the lows where you just kind of get down on yourself and you feel like, well, you know, is, is, is anybody really listening? Does anyone really care about what we're doing? I can tell you, that when you all interact with us throughout the week, it really hits home that we are reaching people. People are listening. When we get the reviews, on whether it be iTunes or anywhere, it means so much to us. It really makes an impact. It's motivating. I actually sometimes I read them and I, and you know me, I'm a sensitive guy. I get a little misty eyed sometimes because I'm like, it's just thought it to me. It's touching that people take the time to do something like that. And yes, of course, I love it when people are saying nice things and they give us the five-star reviews, but I like feedback in general. And and if there's things that need to be shared, things we could be doing better, you know, I'm, I'm up for that too. So, and I think all these people that I've mentioned, it's the same. So I guess at the end of the day, the message that I want to give this week is 
make sure that the podcast you listen to, the people that are doing these podcasts, you know, whether you interact with them on Twitter, make sure you know you're reaching or make sure you're trying to reach out in some way. Let them know you're listening. Let them know you care, whether it's through a review, whether it's through another means. It just means a lot and it can really help us to get through those times where we feel like, hmm, you know, maybe we should just fold up the fold up the tents, load up the wagon and and hit the rusty or dusty trail. <laughs> Who knows? Rusty dusty trail. So that's what I would ask you to do. And I'm not necessarily saying that even for us right now. I'm saying it for Tom and Michelle. I'm saying it for Keenan and Rachel, Frank and Jen, Adam, Jeremy and Rhonda, all these people. Make sure you're just letting people know that you appreciate their efforts and that you're enjoying what they do. It really means a lot. And I am going to now take the time to thank you for listening to our show and thank you for interacting with us. One of the things that I've really enjoyed over the last couple of months is I'm thoroughly enjoying the interaction we're having on the Facebook group. Please consider joining the Facebook group. It's called the Monday Morning Monorail Family. We would love to see you over there. We talk Disney and a lot of other stuff kind of throughout the week. Um, it's just a fun way to build a sense of community. And we've got, I think, 116 members over there now. I'd love to see that jump, rise, however much. And I really want to see it made up of the people that listen to this show because I think we can have some fun discussions about the things that are going on in the Disney world, things that are going on in the podcast world and the world in general. And it's just, it's, it's, it, it makes it feel like we're really connecting with people there. So consider joining that group. Thanks for interacting with us on Twitter. We're at morning monorail. Uh, the YouTube's been a bit quiet, but I've got some content backloaded now. I've just got to edit it and put it out there. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube Monday morning monorail on YouTube. There's going to be some on-ride stuff. I've got some kind of around Epcot stuff I need to do. And uh, I'm going to try to get back on track with getting that stuff out there too. And visit our website, please, mondaymorningmonorailpodcast.com. Now, Garrett would probably strangle me if I didn't tell you to visit Skelligummy on Twitter and on YouTube. He's Skelligummy everywhere, S-K-E-L-E-G-U-M-M-Y, one word, Skelligummy everywhere. Make sure you follow him, subscribe, do all the things, and let him know that uh, you enjoy what he's doing. Silliness is not Disney-related. It's just silliness um, and whatever he's motivated to do. But thanks once again. On behalf of Sam and the kids and Landon, we really appreciate the the opportunity you give us to talk to you every week, to come into your homes, whether it be coming into your car, coming into your kitchen while you do the dishes, maybe you're folding laundry. I don't take it lightly that people listen to this show and um, it means a lot. So I hope you guys continue to do that. And if you are enjoying the show, the biggest, most meaningful thing you could do is tell others about it and help us to grow the monorail family. There's always more room on the monorail. And we'd love to see these trains loaded, packed to the gills. So <laughs> let's do it. Hope you all have a magical week. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all.